I think my staff's getting tired of me quoting Mark Sean Lynch, but like he still said it best. Like he's about that action, right? Like, like on purpose, no matter where the location of the pitch is, you crazy fool. Like I'm telling you right now, there is not one hitter on the planet. Fellas, fellas, fellas. I don't know about that, but you know what? I'll save it for 12 months from now. We'll talk about it in 12 months. <laughs> that dugout we got Bo and Joe coming up next on the farm system right here right now fellas 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 welcome back to the farm unfiltered we took a little little Ooh. break but we back baby oh we, we did back. baby we've been we've been doing it Joe what you want what is that what, what you, you wearing what you oh oh little, there little, it is a little kick a little stick, a little stick. you know what I'm saying Ooh, Hey, That's baby. That's kind of clean. Yeah, we know. We got some new gear coming out. We got some new gear Ooh. coming out. You okay? We got some more coming. This is just the start. We got a couple of things. Got a couple of I things. I think I just need to know who the designer is here, Joe. Well, listen, uh, we, just take, we take little pieces from here and there, right? We figure out what's going on. Yeah, we, we, we get, <laughs> get a couple team members together, and we come to something great, okay? We do it. We've been talking about doing something like this for a while, though. We just we're basically oh, yeah. slow, basically been a little slow there, Bo. You know what I'm saying? We're 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 finally getting around to some of the projects because the the bigger projects behind the scene that nobody can see takes uh, up too much I'm, time. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Um, so yeah, no, that's good. You also just uh, moved to Vegas, I hear. Yep. I hear. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure that I'm sure that the the loyal watchers of the podcast can't notice I don't have the farm thing behind me but yes. that's because it's still on the floor packed away yeah, it's so. packed away packed away not up and cracking yet and then you know again there might be a new uh place for us to record here soon yep i'll just slide that out now, we'll move on i we'll was saying don't, don't, don't i was me. saying that though <laughs> I, I, we won't touch on that but joe your, your face is just too it's so much more prettier than mine with the cameras we well just need to... yeah we did get we did get the new camera um it is it is quite pretty um <laughs> you need a lot of work well you, know, you need a I lot of work it's as pretty as it can be, but we'll say that. I, I agree. I agree. So we got, we got all of those things going. Um, and you know, it's, it's a great time to be alive. God is good. It really is. God is it's good. great. Yes. Walk outside at 65 degrees in December. I'm like, what in the yep. hell is going well, on? Well, welcome to the promised land here in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? So, For real. Uh, so here we are. Um, it's amazing. So Bo, I was reading this, uh, I was reading this, uh, uh, someone sent this to me and I was, I thought it was, you would love it, of course, because it's a very, you know, mental and like what's going on with how we're processing things. I mean, some of our most downloaded podcasts are about um, really about like integrity and like some of these bigger, you know, basic things that are very simple, but not easy. And so right. um, I know for, you know, us personally, you know, this has been something that we, you know, we're really trying to dive uh, more into and kind of have more episodes on. Um, and so yep. when they, uh, when they sent it over to me, um, I, I was diving in um, and I kind of wanted to read, uh, read the part that kind of grabbed me and like we kind of go from there. But um, so at the end, it says this. Um, well, first, I'm gonna start a little higher. I believe that the vast majority of the world is in, is in an outgrowth of people's unwillingness and lack of tools, right? And lack of tools to contend with their emotions, not with a lack of intellect, right? And then it goes on to say, when emotional intelligence 
becomes as valued as intellect, watch the world change, uh, watch the world change. Kindness is not to be mistaken for niceness, is challenging and complex and courageous. And, yep. and so what this um, kind of led me to, um, what this kind of led me to is I'm with that is you and I started talking about this is how many people that are an intellectual, right, or, or very smart, or, you know, again, they have a lot of um, knowledge on a lot of things, right. but are lacking in the emotional intelligence realm um, of things yep. of, again, how to how to deal with, in reality, their own emotions. Um, right. and, you know, basically starting with, and I'm, I want to dive into this piece and kind of undo the layer, layer by layer with the onion here. Um, the first right. thing is what we're told about emotions right. and our, you know, from day one, right. And, and, and how emotions are seen and also what's thrown out there, especially for males. Um, I know I have a, right. you know, a piece there, what's been put into like males in society, uh, when it comes up to emotions. So, um, yeah, let's right. start there, Bo. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that, and I'm, I'm not trying to be an extremist here, but you kind of nailed it with, especially males, it's like re religion and politics, we're told not to talk about emotion, at least in public, and more to like hide it. And I think that unconsciously, that's breeding us to suppress that. And unconsciously, we're like compensating. And some of the most uh, disconnected people emotionally are the most brilliant intellectually, they're genius and it's because that's where they find their fulfillment and that's kind of how they fill that void the emotional void um where some of the people and then there's people on the opposite way right that are so emotional and they lack the, the intellectual capacity and then you have people that lack both which will impact we'll dive into a little bit later that could be problematic as well but i think that what you're talking about it kind of starts with the societal view of emotions um which i've I was raised that way too. It took some family trauma for me to start to develop emotionally and be able to talk about it and be vulnerable. But I think a big piece of that is like vulnerability, right? With our emotion and like acknowledging like this is how I'm feeling and talking about it openly. And I think it's great. Like the small group stuff that you do and I do, it's, it's huge because we need a safe place to be able to talk or like historically, that's not something that we really like value yeah. when it comes to our emotions, you know? Yeah, no, I, I think that that's a big piece is that, you know, again, from the very beginning, we're told that emotions are bad, right? Like you're not supposed to have emotions, yeah. like again, stick to logic, um, all these things. But it's funny because again, human beings are not robots. And what makes us human is our emotions, right? right. Our, our ability to, to connect with one another or is connecting with one another on an emotional level, right? We, we crave intimacy, Right. But the only way right. we can be intimate is if we're emotional with one another. Right. And we share these uh, these these type of relationships and we don't want transactional relationship. Nobody wants a transactional relationship um, when it comes down to it. Like, yes, there's certain people in your life. There's business relationships. There's other things that are a little bit more transactional, but we don't right. we don't we're not strictly drawn to people that are transactional. Right. Right. Um, there might be relationships that are a lot less emotional. Right? right. But we don't want relationships that are strictly transactional. We're not drawn to those. Those don't feel our cups in majority. Right. So, right. so a, a big piece with that, I think is the lie. Um, one of the things I've actually been doing a devotional um, lately. Um, and so, you know, you know, I, I like to be uh, candid, but one of the things that right. um, I'm doing a devotional right now is that um, I want to completely eliminate, and I've gotten so much better at this over the years, but I want to completely eliminate any piece of me that gets jealous, 
I, I want it. I want it to be gone. I want it to. I want it to be fried, forged in fire. I'm, I want it out of there, right? I want to have right. nothing but excitement um, and mudita, as they like to say, <laughs> for and, yep. and vicarious joy in others' success, right? Is yep. that there's there's pieces of me again growing up um, in a place where I didn't have the most amount of money. Um, I was always trying to compete for everything that I can get. And sometimes I, when I get in this competitive switch, I used to just. You know, again, it used to be wired into, oh, he's just competitive. He's just competitive. But again, I also right. started using that as an excuse where I, again, get to this place where there's at times and I'm so, I mean, in large, I'm not, but and, and there's definitely still pieces of me that I catch myself that, um, you know, it's almost like it's been wired into my brain that uh, other people would have to fail for me or not to do as well so that I would do better or that when they were doing well, that, that meant that I wasn't doing well. And that is right. a lie. It's a lie. It's a, it's a logical lie that I battle with um, in my head where, again, a lot of people won't um, admit those things to themselves, but I catch myself here and there, um, you know, having these little hits of envy or jealousy. And yep. so anyways, I did it. I'm doing a devotional on how to, you know, process those things. Yep. And I want to completely burn that out of me. Yep. Right. So yep. um, in any case, um, during the devotional, uh, the, the one I just did was, and it hit me hard this week was what, um, uh, Jesus constantly talks about, uh, the devil as, um, you know, like the, uh, what does he call him? Like the king of like deception, right? There's another right. verb. It's not the king, but there's something that's like that, like he's the ruler of deception. And so right. he likes to get us to, um, and again, if, if you're not religious, again, just hear the message here right? That there's lies that we start right. believing, right? right? There's lies about our life that we start believing, right? Yep. And um, in the devotional, it asks, it was asking us to, uh, you, know, uh, you know, me to pray to God about what lies to reveal to me, what lies the devil is telling me that I'm believing. And yep. for, again, if you're not religious, what lies you're telling yourself, right? That you're believing that are not true. And it's, that's on both ways. Again, maybe you think that you're the best and the greatest uh, businessman of all time, right? Again, right. it's probably a lie that way, right? And then also, let's say you say that you're dirt scum of the earth and there's nothing, no value that you have. That's a lie yeah. as well, right? Yep. So it's just not to believe either lies and, fit, and basically asking to reveal those lies to me so that I can be right. aware of them. And again, start to dismantle those lies in my life um, and so again, like someone doesn't need to be doing bad for me to be doing good. Right. right. And so, um, constantly, uh, again, with those little moments that I still get that I just completely want gone, um, you know, that's something I've been focusing on, but I, I, I tie that right. back in into, um, that with that is again, within our emotions, that that's a lie that's been, uh, told to us to keep us from connecting to one to one another is to say that we have to be completely transactional and that we shouldn't have emotions or share what's going right. on with what's going inside of us and yep. i really want to dive in here bo um and and start this one about um again go back and really hit on uh how males are perceived in society and how worse we're supposed to respond and how that's right. kind of bred into males um, to not have emotions, um, right. and what that causes, you know, you, like, I think we should yeah. touch there. Right. Well, I think to, to first open that up, I, a lot of good stuff you touched on there, but, 
emotions are natural. It's the first thing that we experience as a human being. When you, I mean, go back thousands of years ago, hunters and gatherers, it was all we were acting on was emotion. Like intellectually, we weren't advanced and we still ate, we still had food, we still, you know, we reproduced, everything was still there, right? So the emotions are good. It's natural to have the emotion. Um, for males over the course of time obviously we've just developed and it's been conditioned in us that women are supposed to be the emotional ones and we need to be the rock and we need to be the rock which is fine but at the end of the day for me to give a hundred percent of my full capacity we need to work on the holistic sphere of our overall health and i think when it comes down to it we start running in the direction that like i need to be the provider i need to be the strong one and pretty soon our overall capacity is 75% because we're not working on the full 100% and we can't even provide 100% of the 75% because we're so broken emotionally. Mm. And I think that's why the divorce rates are going up. You have all these things with dysfunction in families and the way people view relationships. And a lot of it too is like what you touched on there. We live in a comparison generation, I think, with social media, and it wasn't the intention of it all, but now it's like keeping up with the Joneses where even if I tell myself, a big lie people tell themselves is that I'm authentic and that I'm in touch with my emotion and I know what's going on. Hmm. When in reality, we look at something on social media, right, and we just, we're not, we're not self-aware, but we think we are. Hmm. And I think it's even more with men because women, and I'm not trying to be stereotypical or anything like that. Hmm. But my wife can attest that like they're more willing and open to talk to each other about their emotions yeah. where a lot of guys aren't. When it's well, like guys night, it's like, like that's not going to happen. Right. It's just a different yeah. culture thing. Yeah. And, and it's a culture thing by by or, uh, uh, um, by uh, gender, a, a, right. a, a culture of the gender, gender culture. Yeah. Right. But if you look at it, the, the paradox or the irony there is the people that we're most attracted to most of the time or the businesses that we're most attracted to, the people have gone through it and they're very strong emotionally and they're willing to share their story. They're willing to be authentic and we're attracted to it. It's like, because it's natural, but it's kind of bred out of us. And um, it's important to be aware, like you're saying, like to be able to know, hey, I need to call this out and we're not going to be perfect. We have stuff we work on all the time. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I screwed up three or four or five times today, but yeah. being able to be aware of it is step one, because now I can work towards a change. And we're living in that cycle of the lie. Like, you know, it's okay. I'm, I'm not, or I'm not transactional. I'm not this and that and the other, but in the meantime, all of our relationships are struggling. We just don't have any depth. Like, we're missing the boat there and we're conditioning that behavior over time, over time and over time. And pretty soon we have a whole generation that is basically where we are now, you know? And so yeah. <clears throat> go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, ahead. I mean, obviously um, we're not to uh, preach that the, you know, the, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, obviously it can right. get much, 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 much worse. Right. Um, but sure. also at the same time. Yeah. I mean, we're, we are, we knew we need to address some of these things. And again, obviously within culture, that again, I mean, I know, for example, one of the examples I always give is that like, as a male, a lot of times, again, in my family, like I was more raised like, hey, okay, something happens, figure it out. Yeah, whatever emotions right. you're feeling, feel them later, push them under the rug, push them under the rug, 
push them under the rug. We need to get things done. You can deal with your emotions later. Oh man, you're right. acting like your mother right now, or, you know, like some of these <laughs> right. things. Right. And so, yeah. and so because of that, but it's actually funny is again, that how many, again, what is seen as, a, as emotions again, like uh, men are often come across as angry right or or have a tone or whatever like those are all emotions too not just the right. uh, not the, just the crying or the you know uh, right. empathy or like all these like those are yes but we often associate with that but again males all you know again are known more for anger and, and, and being quick right. to anger and a lot of those things because of the testosterone and a lot of things that are happening within our bodies but those are emotions yep. too obviously right so right. if we're not addressing those things and and, and i think the, the big thing is here we don't want to not have emotion because emotions work both ways. Again, feeling love, fulfillment, all of the, like, those are all emotions, right? We yeah. want both sides. We don't want to, just, and you can't just turn off one without turning off the other. If you turn off again, you just become cold. You become cold to all your areas. Again. Yeah, you're right. You're, you know, and again, you can read this by, um, um, for example, like my nephew, or um, again, there's a lot of other people, but for example, he's very emotional, right? But he goes, he goes from both extremes. He's the most loving kid, right? Yeah. The most loving kid that you'll ever meet. And then he's also can go really far the opposite way and be like, whoa, he's a, one of the most angry, right? He can be flip-flop the other way, right? So right. again, those are, again, the emotions, you get both. And again, in reality, we want to be more in the middle, right? We don't, but yeah. we also don't want to have zero. Right. And we have no yeah. emotions uh, at all. And we're not connected to anyone. And we can't, we can't connect yeah. with people. We can't be vulnerable with people. We can't, you know, and then also too, as a mental health for men, yeah. it's awful because now right. you have all these things going on and you feel like you're getting, you're weak by expressing yeah. what you're feeling or, or talking about, again, like your emotions or, you know, those things are, you know, and again, a guy's like obviously getting bullied at schools are like, like, Oh, did it hurt your feelings? And you know, like all these things, it's like, no, again, right. those are, those are transactional conversations. And again, usually, again, you find that all the time with kids that are bullying, they are usually also going through a ton of stuff, which is why they're yep. doing what they're doing. Right. For sure. So it's the same thing in adults. It doesn't change the same like bullies and no. adulthood are the same mm -hmm. way. They're going through so many things. And Gary V yep. talks about that all the time about how someone treats you has more to do with what they're going through and how, what they feel. Uh, right. And what's wrong with uh, what's going on with them, then obviously what is what they're telling to you. Right. So right. Um, when you when you realize that <clears throat> when you realize that you can have more candid and again, more fellowship right. type conversations and work through these things, that's so much better for your mental health than to deny right. I'm a male. So I can't have feelings. <laughs> yeah. And I think a, a big piece of that that plays into this is that once you understand why people are the way they are or you understand that the guy that may be the bully is probably facing more emotional trauma than anybody now we have empathy and now i can understand and now i can connect with you i can look past it it's like we always used to say don't hear the bark hear the message look even deeper than that like yeah don't even listen to the message why why is he delivering the message that way and yeah. i know that's hard especially i mean uh, when i was eight nine ten eleven twelve and I had a shaved head and people used to say little Bill Peep lost his hair. That's what they used to say to me at school. And obviously in the moment, like I'm not thinking, oh, I have empathy for this guy. I'm mad. But even adults though, you get going for so long on this, on this cycle. And now you have grown ch children is what I like to call them that are still responding that way because we just lack empathy. Like the world yeah. needs more empathy 
or like we're saying, they need more emotional intelligence, a little bit more feel is and what I like to call that. Yeah. We need and more it, allows, it, it allows for connection for sure. Yeah. And um, earlier, go ahead, Bo. I, I was in. No, a, you're good. Go ahead. Earlier in the post, again, this was higher in the post. I wanted to read this part because it, it's perfect of what we're talking about. Earlier in that same post, it says it's easier to offload your pain onto other people rather than feel it. Humans are often uh, much better at inflicting pain rather than feeling pain. So instead of feeling your feelings, because of that thing that made you feel anxious, fearful, insecure, et cetera. You get snappy on the phone with your family member that called you. You have road rage. You silently hate on someone's success and, and advancements because of your concern about your own. You offload your pain. Um, and that's, that's right before it dives into the rest of it. But I think that that was a really good piece of, again, yeah. saying that is like, we don't, it's okay to feel what we're feeling and just be observers. And that's one thing I've really uh, learned in the last year is just being an observer of yeah. my, of my feelings. Right. Yeah. And um, again, and that, that's more too, again, like I've had some really, you know, again, Bo, you're one of them, but I've had some really close people around me that allow yeah. me to have those conversations and I'll, I'll say, Hey, yeah. you know, again, this is what I'm feeling and being able to say, Hmm, I felt this. That's interesting. Why would I feel that? What is leading to that emotion? But again, instead yeah. of me, um, acting out on it, right? Because it's not the emotion. Right. And this is where we all, I'm going to get to the next part is it's not the emotion that is the problem, but it's how we respond to that emotion. And right. instead of me instantly getting angry or jealous or right. acting on those things and doing it, I'm like, Hmm, that's interesting that I feel that way. What would make me yeah. feel jealous? Let me address that. What are some things that I can do to like, you know, again, change right. my heart so that again, I don't want to have those feelings. Sure. I don't want to be jealous. I don't want to be envious. I don't want to be fearful. I don't want to be, you know, like, and, a, and right. seeing it from a different perspective. 100%. And that's, and we were actually just reading this last week, the labeling is what a lot of people will call it for their emotion. Yeah. Being able to lump the feelings we feel into a category. So what I, I try to do for like 10 minutes in the morning, but it's like, think about the emotion you're feeling first and say, oh, that's anxiety. When I feel this, I need to do this. Okay, now I'm going to breathe for five, 10 seconds and now I'm going to respond. Mm -hmm. Where a lot of people, they, they yeah. can't, they don't label it. They just yeah. see the emotion, they react instantly. Yeah. And that's why it's very uh, quick trigger or reactive. I like to say with people that are the yeah. least aware of their emotion, they're very reactive because yeah. it's easier us. It's easier for us to feel better when we're in that state by making somebody else feel worse. Yeah. And it's like a irony there is that if I make him feel worse, I'll feel better, but it's like a dopamine hit that's going to leave. Yeah. Now you're going to be stuck by yourself again. Right. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say that the, the other piece of that is um, when we uh, share, like, again, and, and we're just a label it, like you say, right. When we label it, then we can hit it with logic, right. right. Of it's not bad to feel this other emotion. Okay. Jealous. Right. Okay. Well, why am I jealous? He doesn't need to lose so that I could win. Right. And then when I hit it with logic, I'm like, Oh, and so that's where people, again, they almost like skip a step. They want to go right, right past the emotion and say, push it underneath the rug and, you know, you shouldn't have it, but no, 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 I should deal with it. Right. But how I deal with it, there's healthier ways and there's not healthy ways. And so if I hit it with that, within that logic, when I'm being um, an emotional state and I can say like, again, it's okay to, you know, be like, it's also too on the opposite end. Sometimes again, they always say like, uh, like blinded by love, right? Yeah. You're not really thinking logically, you're, you're acting within your love, right? So it's okay to also, right. again, on both sides of the spectrum, right? To keep yourself honest, right? right? 
to keep yourself honest and in those uh, space and be able to feel what you're feeling, right? And address what you're feeling. And then also, you know, why am I feeling these, these ways? And is this the truth? And is this real? Again, it, what I'm, and again, again, this comes with self-talk, right? All the things you're saying, what are you telling yourself? You know? Right. And so I think that that's a big, a really big piece is just like, it's okay to feel the emotion. You know, whatever the emotion is, that's just, yeah. it's just like a, it's like a, a flag. Bing. Yeah. Pops up. Okay. That's, it's okay to have flags, right? The right. flags are fine. They're not the real issue. The issue is if we ignore the flag, right? Or we instantly act on the flag and again, don't get more information. Don't, and we just instantly going to hit it with a hammer, you know? Yeah. And so, and then that's when, uh, you know, that's when we obviously start, uh, we have this poison that becomes inside of us and we start spitting it out on everybody around us. Um, yep. And, you know, and, and that becomes more the issue again. It isn't, right. what is that? Isn't that the, um, one liner from um, John Wooden, isn't it like, you know, it's like, you know, 90, uh, life is 90% of, uh, oh yeah, like a 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you respond to it, right? I think that's right. a John Wooden uh, uh, quote. Yeah. Um, yeah, like this exact same thing, right? It's not, we're gonna have emotions, but how we respond, 90% of my life is gonna right. be how I respond, not what happens to me. 100%. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing with the, the people you talk about, um, I think it's the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. When you get to the top, it's like self-realization. We all deal with the same stuff. Like you look at the people that are most developed or advanced are these people that we idolize. Like you think Jeff Bezos doesn't wake up in the morning and feel stress, anxiety, or Oprah. All that they've learned to do is to react to the world in a little bit different way than you, than somebody that maybe isn't quite as successful. But it's not that people yeah. don't feel the same feeling. That It's natural. And yeah. The more aware we can uh, become and the better we can just learn to deal with it and react, you attract what you put out. And mm. uh, we don't need to talk about, you know, real deep into that. But like if things keep happening to you negatively or whatever it is, it's probably the way that you're reacting to what's happening in the world around you. Because yeah. Joey and I, I mean, I've, I've gone through massive changes, but the emotions I feel are still the same right? It's just a matter of being able to quickly see and reflect on it and then respond. Um, and that's been yeah. the biggest thing for me, Joe, is just being, being more aware. Yeah. You know? And I was going to say the same thing too, again, uh, from a biblical perspective, it talks about again, that uh, basically it comes to, to that quote of, um, we see the world as we are not as it is. So again, right. as we, as our heart changes, and that's what the Bible says more so too, again, for us to be in chase of uh, Jesus's heart is that as our heart changes, we see the world differently, right? We're going to have more empathy right. for other people. There's a lot of byproducts of your heart and how you view the world, right? So again, it's like changing yeah. how you view the view. I mean, imagine if you could view the world like Jesus views the world, right. you know what I'm saying? Um, again, how would you view people? How would you view people that have fallen off track? How would you view, how would you have love for people? How would you speak to other people? How would you, and again, like that's a big part of like your heart actually changing and right. so, um, you know, that's a big, that's a big piece again for your players. How would you view your players? If you had this, you know, again, if you had John Wooden's heart, right. If you had Jesus's heart, right. Or you had, you know, these other people right. that again, if it's not, you're not religious, it's some other people that you admire how they view the world. Imagine how your life would change because of, again, that, that the foundation changing, you know, right. Um, and going straight to the, the, the cause, you know, and so and the it's big. The foundation needs to be solid too. It's like, it's like when we're training technique right? Like a lot of people will say, can you do it? 
I'm glad you can teach it and tell me, Joey, can you do the move? Yes, I can do the move. Mm. You gain credibility. We have a lot of people today too, trying to give emotional and this more spiritual guidance, but they don't, they don't have it themselves. They're broken individuals trying to lead broken individuals, which is okay, but we can't truly really help other people. We're like, we're like the wolves in sheep clothing in the Bible. Like mm-hmm. there's so many false prophets in that way that are claiming, and it, it might not be their intention, but a lot of us are broken. And we just need to be more aware of it. Well, no, we're all who broken. we're influencing with that. Yeah, we all are. We're, we're all broken. We're born so, broken. Yeah, yeah. Born I, I think that's the, the other the other piece of that is again. I told that to um um our I, I told I was talking the other day and I was like I was uh, with somebody and I said they were not ex- it was something about like nutrition right and they're not in really shape and they're like I I know I'm giving advice so, you know here I am the fat guy giving advice right but I'm like right. but I'm like but again then I get to another level there's another level that says again I don't hear the bark I hear the message if the message is correct it doesn't matter if I eat that way again I can be the fattest nutrition in the world yeah it gives you credibility but at the same time you could have never done it if it's the truth it's the truth I don't care. Right. You know, sure. so so that's where we have to more be open to and just hear the message, right? Is right. the message correct? Is it again? Is it does that make you know again? And we know truth when we hear it, right? Like it's like man, they're like right, and it makes well, you know again. You're right, like you know, and again, sometimes the truth hurts, but yeah. at the same time, you know, it's it's well, and it's it's really hard when we're talking about emotional intelligence because sometimes I was actually just talking about this with my dad and. Sure, by now you guys know a little bit of his story. Bankrupt, we parents got a divorce a few years ago, and he's kind of been on this. He's climbing out now, but he hit rock bottom and came back up. And people look at that from a professional standpoint and say, I can't take advice from that guy. But from an emotional standpoint, he can probably shed some light into what it looks like to go through hell and back, right? Mm -hmm. But we instantly look at those guys and say, Oh, they don't have credibility. I don't want to listen to him when in reality, the experience, the emotional experience can set you up more for success down the road than the intellectual experience. Um, and not always, but I'm just saying, well, yeah, but like, that's our, that's our, that's our favorite. That's our favorite stories is the comeback. Right. I mean, it's just like right. that the, the whole, the whole point is again, okay. I was all the way down here and I, I, I right. love to hear again, my, my, uh, my roommate, uh, you know, works with a lot of like prisoners and a lot of people that have drug addictions and things yeah. like that. I love to hear the story. Someone went to prison for 10 years, turned around and came a, a you know, big time business owner and like turned their life around. Like that's, I mean, that's, again, I, that to me shows the power of, you know, God and all the things that can be done. hundred percent change that can happen. And that's, you know, so that just, those stories, if there's anything that I take away from those stories is that the guy, the, the reason he came there is the way he viewed the world and what he's putting into the world because you go through hell you change your mindset you come back and all this good stuff happens people always say everything good's happening to him it's because he found himself and he's in touch and now the world he's in tune with the world right Mm -hmm. and it doesn't take any special uh i mean don't get me wrong you need talent and all that stuff but like the best people or the people that are the most successful are just positive honestly just positivity is a good start for that one too because there's so much negativity out there yeah i think you know? i think you're getting into the next step i think it would be like a part two of this part two of this conversation is we'll get into some like tips of like okay how do we get there right like how do right. how do we again start to change our heart like how, how are some what are some ways to get plugged in to do some of these things um to again how do i become positive all the time because again 
a lot of people, it's very easy because again, that's how their heart is. They don't have to try. Right. I was talking about that the other day. There's a lot of things that I don't have to try for because it's rooted right. in my foundation of who I am now. Right. Because again, when you have, um, uh, God says the same thing too, that, um, you'll bear good fruit, right. Uh, good nutrients, you pour good things into the plant, right. You will produce good fruit. Right. right. So, um, uh, and so that's the big thing you can see from people's fruitfulness, which is what we're talking about with credibility. Um, again, how good their foundation is of, of this fruitfulness. And again, it's not, uh, the fruit of the spirit is not money and wealth and all these are things that the society would see as successful. We can kind of talk right. about some of those things next time, but in any case, we'll talk about like what good fruit is, um, and some of those things and what we can do in our life. I think in the part two of, uh, right. you know, how we can tie it all together, but this is a good, good starter for the I combo agree. for sure. It is a good foundation. I, agree. I think, I think this would be a good one. Good. All right, guys. Well, you know, we got some things moving. We got some really excited things that we're, you know, I know we're always saying it, but we got more. We got more. <laughs> got more. I know God's blessings every are going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Every I got week. More. These, got more for you. These guys are probably like, how in the hell can you have more, Joe? Say that every week. Well, we got more. I don't know what to say. I mean, you know, it's like, it's like when you keep, you know, when they're going up there for, uh, with Jesus and they're, they're like, I thought we only had a couple fish. Now we, we feed and we, right. how we got more, we got more than enough. Well, like, my yep. cup runneth over here. We come, baby. <laughs> we got more to yep. come. I just, I just yep. want them to flow through me. Just keep giving blessings. Yep. I'm good. Let's keep giving blessings. Um, 100%. guys, hope for kids, hope for kids. You still got the rest of the month to donate hope for kids. Get that in, baby. You don't know what it's like to give the people that you that can never repay you. Let's get on that. Okay, we're I'm going to I would love to get over five grand. I think we're just a little over three grand now. If we can get over five grand, that'd be awesome. Um, really tr truly love and appreciate you guys. But from us and our partners all over the land. Yep. <laughs> Until next time, farm system out. 